Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Good morning. It's Friday, March 10th, and I'm sitting here watching the jobs number, and the futures are kind of bouncing all over the place. Got some folks asking on YouTube how I feel about it, blah, blah, blah. Inverse always wins. I showed you guys on um, Facebook. If, if you're not part of our private Facebook group, go and join. But I posted, um, I think it was February 8th, uh, that Jim Cramer said that SIVB uh, was one of his top picks. Um, so inverse always wins, uh, by the way, some, some interesting things, uh, SIVB CEO says they have liquidity, but everyone still need still, uh, but if everyone runs on them, uh, they have to issue more stock to cover. Uh, they're down 50, 60%. I think yesterday, um, they're halted right now based on news. They may have another run. Um, and here's the quote that, that I heard yesterday. And this was great. Uh, There's nothing like a forced capital raise from a bank to wake the market up to the risk of higher interest rates and tighter liquidity. Uh, that's essentially what you're seeing happen. Uh, never in the history of monetary policy have we seen this fast of a rate increase in this short period of time. Um, so the, the other quote that I heard from an analyst uh, the Russell 2000, which is basically small cap companies, which I think a lot of you day traders love to trade because the volatility is there. Um, some of you guys bring this stuff up. It's impossible to read. But here you go. 45% of the Russell 2000 is unprofitable. Of that 45%, 40% of the debt that they hold, meaning that they actually are in debt, um, and, and you know, say a company takes out a $1,000 loan. Uh, that's, you know, but they're, they're, they're not making money. Well, how are they paying back? Uh, but 40% of the debt is floating, which means the rate actually goes up and down when the, uh, when the Fed raises rates. So they're not making money. Um, they're unprofitable. So they don't have profits to actually cover the, the bank loans. Um, and when those bank loans go up, it cuts into their, it, it's more cost. So they have to use their savings which means they may need more money, which also means they may go out of business. So 45% of the Russell 2000 is unprofitable and 40% of that debt is adjustable floating rates. Um, some bank will lose deposits. Um, oh, yeah, this is a good point too. Because you've got 5% on the one year, because you've got close to 6% on like a three-month um, you know, you've got a lot of options out there with bonds. A lot of these banks, including SIVB, which stands for Silicon Valley Bank, um, a lot of them are losing their deposits to bonds. So not only do you have a better um, return in bonds, but the banks are losing their deposits because people are taking their money out. When you buy a bond, a bank can't use that money 
because you're buying an asset and it's a bond. If you buy a bond in a bank, yeah, the, the, the bank can use that money. If you buy a stock in a bank, yeah, the bank can use that money uh, you know, that, that if they issue more stock. And that's what SIVB did yesterday. They basically issued more stock to basically cover their capital costs. So if, say for instance, and I don't know the exact numbers, um, uh, but say for instance, a bank has, you know, uh, you on the books, like a bunch of people who have $200 million in deposits. Well, the bank doesn't actually have $200 million sitting. Uh, so if all 200 million show up and want their money, the bank doesn't have enough money to actually give them that money out. So that's what's called a run on the bank. Uh, it's an interesting one. <clears throat> um, but where does that put us as far as opportunities? Well, Bank of America, they ain't going under. I mean, they're essentially too big to fail. But look at that move. I mean, that is down at $30.47 in pre-market. Now, the MACD's crossing down. The RSI's at 18. <clears throat> uh, the second this gets to 2.9 handle, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, let's look at BAC's uh, book value. <clears throat> Their book value is $30.27. You're trading close to book value. Uh, remember we talked about bonds. I think it was back in, or banks back in October or something. You want to buy them at book value. Bank of America is, is going to be backed up. Um, you know, the Federal Reserve is going to have it, have their back. Uh, if for some reason there's a run on these banks and things go wrong, blah, blah, blah. Bank of America is one that's going to be fine. That is just too big to fail, and the federal government will back that one up. Um, another one is Wells Fargo. Your boy owns Wells Fargo. And I posted this chart yesterday. Talk about a complete return. It's down to where I paid for it. I think I paid $40.50. It's trading at $41 right now. Um, look at that return all the way down. Now, I've identified this as a long-term hold, so what am I going to do? Uh, when it gets back down here, I'm going to buy more. Uh, the the, the uh, book value of this one is $42.22. So you're under book value. Remember when we, we, we said Goldman Sachs was trading under their book value at $304. Um, and that was way back, I think it was October, near the October lows. Um, and I was screaming, and your boy didn't do this. But I was screaming, buy this at the lows down here, under 300. Under 300 is the book value. You're going to get book value if this thing goes bankrupt. You can probably make your money back. It's close to it. Just load up on it. You'll be okay. Well, look at where that ran to. Ran up to 380. You made 20% if you day traded that one. I think this is the same opportunity. Now, what you have to realize is the S&P isn't down here when this is trading like this, the S&P, this is just a sector that's being sucked down and it's being sucked down because there's fears of people basically running on the bank. SIVB uh, is down 62% again today at $39. This one just yesterday was a $250 bank, $250 per share. It is now down at $39, halted, pending news. They may be a $10 bank by the end of the day. They may be completely bankrupt by the end of the day. This is how fast this stuff can go. Banks are just getting killed. In my mind, I think it's small, medium, and, and regional banks. 
I don't think the big banks are uh, uh, susceptible to this. I do think there was news yesterday or rumors that Bank of America or City might come in and buy um, SIVB. Well, that might happen too. Look at Citigroup. Um, Citigroup, book value is $94. That one hasn't even traded at $94 forever. It's been a broken bank, but they have a new CEO. Who, by the way, happy National Women's Day. She's a woman. Their CEO, uh, I like her. Uh, this one's trading down at forty-eight, forty-nine. It's not down that much. This one hasn't had the big return that the others have because it's already a beaten down stock. It's a beaten down bank. But I think there's opportunity there. So in my mind, I think those, those banks, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, um, Morgan Stanley, um, shitty bank as we call it. Morgan Stanley's another one. I mean, this one just got beaten down, down to 92. I think if you get an 80 handle on this one in pre-market, you're trading at 92.58. If you get an 8.9 handle on this one, buy it all day long. That's kind of my thing. Uh, as far as SPY goes, and, and we've been looking at this all week, and where is it going? The Bollinger Band's kind of cinched up. The, the bottom was coming up. Well, it's clear we're going down. Uh, the futures are a little bit up, 0.5. You're 3.93. In my mind, I think you hit 387 on this. Uh, I think you bounce up off of 387, and I think we continue up. Uh, I think 0.5% rate hike is priced into the market. Um, that's my guess. Am I holding any of the inverse ETFs over the weekend? Hell freaking no. I may trade some of the inverse ones today because I think as we get closer to uh, the afternoon, I think we get a, a sell-off. And by the way, we're going to have a long podcast. You're 10 minutes in right now. Your boy's feeling chatty. Uh, rig and other shippers. I was listening yesterday to the CEO of uh, uh, the fifth largest shipping company on CNBC. Uh, his exact quote, shipping is leveling off and is back to pre-pandemic. They don't see pricing power in shipping anymore constantly reducing prices and its competition. They're just not seeing the pricing power that they were. So Rig, which was the big one, which I said, hey, um, you know, after the earnings, Jim Labenthal said, hey, you know, wait for a pullback on this one. It went all the way down to 561. You ran all the way up to almost $7.74, You're down at 667. It has you out with a 5% loss. I would wait for this one to get back down to four. If we go to a long-term one, and you can look at all your shipping uh, companies, some of them maybe this is the largest shipper of oil, which I do think has some, um, some pricing power left in it. But if you go back to pre-pandemic levels, this was a, at best, uh, this was a $5.17 stock. $6.7. I mean, you go back to October 1st, 2018, and it was a $13 stock. But if he's saying, hey, we don't have pricing power anymore, expect this one to pull back towards the 200 day, uh, which is $3.75. That's where I would expect it to go. I just wanted to make sure I know there's a lot of people who talk about shipping um, and, and things of that sort. That quote from that CEO said, hey, maybe there's better sectors for me to look at. CrowdStrike. Um, there's, this is one that is probably going to be down here. Uh, you got over the 200 day and I did, 
I, I think people got excited on the earnings. Can you buy into it? Eh, maybe. You probably can um, for the long term, but they're not making money. So with this bank run and things of that sort, CrowdStrike's a little bit hard. Um, I own this one at a significantly higher price. I think it's around 150 or so is my average purchase price. I'm probably adding more. Uh, OCEA. It was a good question about how do you find these things. Well, you don't find them before. You can see this one has just been trading like crazy. Yesterday, um, it had a crazy run. There was nothing other than talk of a tumor reduction for cancer from the CEO. That was it. You could have traded it for an absolute monster gain yesterday. Um, it was up like 25% or something. Uh, but you can see this one just filled with volatility. I mean, OCEA, it is down 17% in the pre-market. When you see stuff like this, you can trade it. Where do I go? I go to this investing.com. Uh, investing.com has pre-market movers. And you can look at them. In fact, today, chicken soup for the soul is up from um, uh, two cents to five cents, 150% move. At CSSEL, it went from three, it's up three cents, two cents to five cents. I mean, that's, that's a big, big move for that one. And that's the big move of the day. And you can look at that and you can trade it on a short time frame. Um, so uh, let's do uh, WFC, BAC, SIVPO, um, SMMT. Yesterday, I went over this one, and this is Summit Therapeutics. And what we did was we were on the front page of Finviz, and um, this was on the, um, the uh, YouTube Live. And we saw this buy of close to $500 million for SS, SMMT by the CEO, Robert Duggan. So I went to and you know, basically Googled Robert Duggan, found out he's a billionaire. If you want to watch that, it's at the end of the, the YouTube Live yesterday. But it's basically, okay, how do, you, how do you find something that, that is crazy? Well, front page of Finviz is filled with all kinds of news. You can go to these tickers uh, right here. You can look at the trend line support, trend line resistance. Uh, look, top gainers. OCEA, 125% yesterday. Lunar, uh, L-U-N-R, uh, which is intuitive machines, um, up 57%. Uh, you can look at the, the top losers. Um, this one, L-Y-L-T, Loyalty Ventures, down 63%. S-I-V-B, down 60%. They were trading at 106. They're down near $30. Let's see if they opened up again. S-I-V-B. Um, they are down at $39. Still halted, it looks like. But you can find all this on the front page of, of uh, Finvis. Major news. Look at all these. You got major news on these. It's all down, except for NMNTX, which is Mantex Industrial Farming and Heavy Construction Machinery. Um, but you can find all this stuff on Finviz. Finviz should be your go-to if you don't pay for something like TrendSpider. TrendSpider is a charting program. Finviz is more filled with fundamentals. It is more there to give you news. But uh, TrendSpider is the one that I use for charting. I use them both. You could go and use, you know, a think or swim. You could go use Active Trader Pro. Set up your system. Your system is your own. My system is mine. My goal is just to teach you my system and for you to enhance it for yourself. That's all I want. So SMMT, uh, this one had a cross up. Um, it does look like um, it had a cross up here. I'm sorry, SMMT. I have to go to this one. 
Um, and so what we found out yesterday, by the way, it had a cross up at $1.50. It's trading at $1.44. Uh, it closed at $1.41 yesterday. So it's up a little bit um, at $1.44. What we found out was that Robert Duggan is uh, the number 40 richest man in the U.S. Uh, he's a billionaire, multi-billionaire. So $500 million to him was not that much. He is CEO of this company. Essentially, this funds this company through the middle of next year. That's what the, uh, the purchase of that stock does. He is now the largest single shareholder. Um, do you get back up here? There's no real news on this. Um, but SMMT, uh, it, it was a buy. Uh, I wanted to bring a couple of the, um, the core portfolio stocks into focus. Uh, Apple is one. We had a buy on uh, SMMT. Oh, I have to go back over to Safari. We have to, uh, SMMT uh, right here. Uh, you can see, or I'm sorry, Apple. Oh, God, I get screwed up here. Probably should start over, but I don't like editing this stuff. Your boy just does this on the fly. Um, <laughs> I was listening to my first millions podcast yesterday and, and they were talking about Dave Ramsey and, uh, uh, Sam said, Dave Ramsey is the kind of guy that, uh, you know, uh, he, he gives off the dad vibes of saying rough instead of roof. It's up on your rough <laughs> or diabetes instead of diabetes. <laughs> That's the vibe he gives off. I, I'm hoping that I don't give off those vibes, but honest to God, my ADD is, is, is out of control. Um, I had some oatmeal earlier, so I've got some uh, sugar in my system from the maple syrup that I put in my oatmeal. But uh, Apple uh, had an upgrade. Let me, let me read the upgrade. Lightshed partners down, I'm sorry, downgrades uh, to sell from neutral with a price target of 120. Hasn't killed the stock. In fact, it's up in pre-market, 151. Um, this is one that, that, that we had a buy-in here at 153. I tell you all the time. I think 140 is probably a decent entry point into this. I think 130 is a really good entry point into this. 120 is a legendary entry point into this. Uh, they got approval to start their India project. So I think they're going to be moving out of, uh, out of China uh, with big kind of moves out of China. I don't think that they're going to stay in China. I think you'll see Foxconn remain as their, their main um, uh, uh, contractor. But I do think that they'll move into India. I think they'll move into uh, out of China because I think they just don't want the U.S. and China's relationship to affect um, the largest company on earth. I mean, that's what Apple is. So Apple is one that, that got a downgrade. And again, we're going over poor portfolio. Uh, Amazon is up 1%. I've said anything in the 90s. I think you can add on Amazon, and I think you're good long term. Uh, their earnings, they just had them. They're coming up April 27th. There's no real catalyst in this. Uh, there's a fight right now between Twitter and um, uh, Twitter and, uh, and Amazon over costs of AWS. AWS may have to lower their rates, but they're probably not going to make that very well known. Bank of America at $30.70. I'd love to get this under 30, uh, but like we went over, Bank of America's, uh, and this is in our core portfolio, their uh, book value is $30.27. It's going to bounce off of there. Uh, yesterday's low was $30.31, right there at the book value. 
people loaded up on this thing. Um, you can see the selling pressure on this. I personally, I'm probably going to add to this. Um, Cleveland Cliffs, I went over. I bought it twenty dollars ninety cents. It's twenty seven twenty twenty dollars and seven cents seventy cents. I'm gonna buy more. I believe that this is a thirty dollars stock in a healthy a healthy environment. Disney. Um, Robert Iger came out and said, "Hey, we won't have uh, as many Marvel movies, and we probably raised the price on the parks uh, a little bit too quickly." So he's doing some things. Eh, under a hundred. Get it? Just get it. Google, we had a cross up earlier in the week at $90.67. I'm sorry, it was last week. $90.67. We buy G-O-O-G, not G-O-O-G-L. You can buy G-O-O-G-L. Just G-O-O-G is what Google buys back. Um, Goldman Sachs at 341. This one took a hit yesterday too. It went under its 200 day. Doesn't have a buy-in right now. But again, I think this one you wait for maybe a 320. Kind of handle on Coke. I went over anything under 60. I think you go ahead and buy it. Meta. Um, this is one that's kind of putting in its absolute range in this uh, upward triangle. You have a buy in here on March 3rd at 184.94. Um, let's see. Microsoft, Chat GPT, they put $10 billion into that one. Um, you're probably looking at just, you know, it's, it, the, the Bollinger Pants are cinching up. Where are we going? I don't know. You're above the 200 day. Uh, it's definitely putting in a range here between 245 and 260. I think that's probably your trading range until we get a catalyst, um, which doesn't look like it's an earnings thing, doesn't look like it's an announcement thing, blah, blah, blah. Roblox, uh, UBS. No, I'm sorry. Um, somebody upgraded Roblox. Um, they upgraded it. Mm, I don't see it in my notes. Um, yeah, Roblox got upgraded. But I just don't know who did it. Oh, Jeffries. Jeffries upgraded Roblox. I should probably just go here to FinViz. I mean, you can find up. Listen, I was looking in my notes. But here, Jeffries. Hold to buy. $48 price target. What's it up to today? $41.34. It is up almost 4%. Um, I, I have been waiting for this one to pull back close to the 30. I've been wrong. Shopify. Um, I think this is one. That has put in its bottom. You had a buy here at forty-one thirty-one. You're trading at forty-three dollars right now. I think you're coming back to fill this gap up to fifty-two. Honest to God, I think that's that's where this one's going. Uh, they've announced that they are uh, seeing an increase in business. They don't see the economic pressure. Um, they they announced some really good things yesterday. Tesla at one seventy-five. It's up two percent in the pre-market. I continue to think that this one's getting down here to this gap between 155 and 147. I would not buy back in on this little bounce of today. Uh, I would wait. Uber, close to under 30. I've said wait till this one gets under 30. It's covering this gap. If you get to 3190, uh, and and in pre-market, it's at 3265. If you get to 3190, um, I think you could probably start your position in this one. I like it. There's news that they're looking to sell off their freight business, um, which they just started. Um, you know, again, it's kind of a questionable one because that was the one that was expected to grow. Basically, that last year, that was the expectation was that was the AWS of Uber. Um, but they want to focus on their ride hailing, ride sharing, and their uh, their their food business. 
UNH, United Healthcare, just has not performed. 485 is where I'm in at. It's at 465. Right now, you have zero, and I repeat, zero reason to buy this. The ex-dividend date is March 10th. You have no reason to put your money in here. Uh, I continue to hold at that 485 price point. I believe I have it in a brokerage account. I identified it as a long-term one-year play, so I'm kind of holding it. Uh, if it's in my retirement account, I'm going to look to sell it. So, um, and VOO, finally, VOO, which is probably what most people, if you're tracking the S&P, should have your money in. It gave us a buy signal yesterday uh, and out. So if you're looking to start a position in, 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 in the S&P 500, uh, I would probably wait for this one to get down to about, I'd say, 358. Three, between 355 and 358 is where I would go. Uh, yesterday, it closed at 359, and pre-market's at 360. I would definitely wait for the 3.5 handle on this one. It, it, you can't go wrong with just buying it. Um, just buy it. By the way, SIVB is attempting uh, more attempts to get capital. Just so you know, this one may go under. That would be huge uh, if that one goes under. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, Apple downgrades. I will, in the show notes, have a ton of upgrades and downgrades, uh, but there's just a few that I wanted to go over. Caterpillar. Um, this is one they uh, UBS downgrades to sell from neutral with a price target of $225. Um, I bought here $260, I think is where I bought. Uh, I bought one share. Honest to God, I bought one share. It's a great company. I'll probably add more. But I saw all these gaps down here. I wanted to follow the um, the weekly stock pick. I may just take the loss on it and buy it as a sick name. But it was one share. Uh, DocuSign. Uh, JP Morgan uh, downgrades to underweight from neutral with a price target of $48 from $58. This is after their earnings. In pre-market, they are down 13%. We talked about yesterday, and I think I posted it. Um, uh, I, I thought that they could uh, potentially have a good earnings uh, because they were in an upward trend and you had that golden cross. The problem is their earnings just had to be stellar because you had this huge run in December and January. Um, it wasn't justified. They did make 65 cents per share. Uh, their outlook is semi, blah, blah, blah. It is down at $55, which is down near here, the 200-day. You're going to have a big gap down. In my mind, opportunity. If you believe in DocuSign, opportunity to go back to 60 in a good market. If you think we're going down in a, in a bad market, boom, I, I think your problem. Uh, this is interesting. SIVB, Raymond James downgrades to market perform from outperform. SIVB, truest security downgrades to hold from buy. Their price target is 100 from 174. Just FYI. SVB is, is halted at 39. And the news just came out that they're looking for capital. That's probably a $10, if not $5 stock. And Truist thinks it's worth 100 bucks. Wolf Research downgrades to peer perform from outperform. Um, it's just crazy. I, I mean, these, these monkey analysts trying to put targets on this stuff. Eh. You know, my swing targets last for about a week, two weeks. Um, but. Let's look at some of the ones that we went over this week. Monday, we had a buy on Apple. Uh, if you bought Apple, 
at the 153. You're down at 150. Eh, do you care? Not long term. I said, you know, wait for 140s. I, I just think, you know, in this market, you can buy it if you want, add to it. I bought because they paid me a dividend and I just reinvest the dividends. XLY, which is consumer discretionary, if you bought at 146, you're at 139. I said it's over the 200 day. Probably not a crazy thing to buy. Uh, XLY. Amazon, I still believe anything under 100, you could buy on this one. 94.22 was the buy in. Today, you're at 92.96. So you're down a little bit. But do you care? No, just add to it. Microsoft, we had a cross up. Um, and this one was at 255. You're at 252. In, in, in pre market, you're trading at 253. Do you care? Eh. Again, I think two, uh, 240 is the handle that you want to look at. MPLX, uh, if I can put my thing uh, on the, the trigger there. MPLX, talked about this ascending triangle, 3511. You're trading at 3476 right now. Do you care? Nah, you're buying this one for the dividend. Just buy and hold it. Uh, Morgan Stanley, <laughs> this one you got killed on. 98.44. It got you out Wednesday. So if you had TrendSpider, you could have gotten out. If you're listening to a douche on the internet, then don't listen to me for price targets or the algorithm. I don't use the, a bot on the algorithm. I, I use the bot as a guide, as a tool, just one of my tools. If you were trying to build, uh, you know, uh, do sheetrock, um, you know, would you use a saw to hammer in your sheetrock? No, you use a hammer. Do you have a saw to cut it? Absolutely. Would you use a hammer to cut it? No. So use the right tools, but there's multiple tools to hang sheetrock, just like there's multiple tools to actually use, you know, determine what you want to get out of stock. Etsy. I talked about this one. I didn't even know that I held Etsy, but I still do. The buy-in was 122 year, 107. Boy, that's a horrible one to hit. Um, it was under the 200 day. I was actually bullish on this one. I was wrong. You're probably going down to fill this gap here between 100 and 96. Would I get back into it? Yeah. I mean, I bought something for a gift for somebody uh, off of Etsy the other day. I still like Etsy. I don't think it's a, uh, uh, just a pandemic play. Pfizer, we talked about. Uh, I thought 41 was a good one. Got you out today. 39 is where it's at right today. Um, yeah. Pfizer's just got a lot of problems. I took it off of our core portfolio list. I still own this one personally. I won't sell it until it gets up to 50. And I do think that $50 is in this stock. But it's just been hit. Healthcare has been horrible. We talked about Bank of America. Bank of America had a buy at $34.24. I said, ah, I'd like it close to the $30. I'd like it. Well, you're at $30 today. You're at $30.52 in pre-market. Uh, like we said, that uh, that uh, book value, thirty dollars and twenty seven cents. V O O. We talked about it at three seventy. I said, eh, get it when it's under the two hundred day. You'll have a chance to get it when it's under the two hundred day. But V O O. Add to it on weakness. Qualcomm. This is a podcast favorite. I've got in our daily stock picks core portfolio. Got you in at one twenty three. You were out as of Wednesday. Today you're at one seventeen. Do you care if you bought at one twenty three? Nah, it'll get back up there. Do not worry. It will get back up there. You just got out of this 19% gain. You needed a loss in this one. You needed some healthy loss. Um, Tuesday, talked about XLY again, uh, consumer discretionary. Um, we talked about Etsy. We talked about Target. Target had a buy, um, uh, and that was at 165. 
Got you out the next candle with a 1% loss. Today, you're at 160. Do you care that you're at 160? No, you're going to cover this gap all the way up here to 177. You'll be fine. That gap's covered. Oh, and by the way, when you do cover that gap, you have an enormous gap back here um, that goes way back to last year's January earnings or May earnings to 11. You'll hit that. Uh, my personal uh, actual buy-in on Target is like 111, but it's long-term. Wells Fargo. We talked about having this one at 46. I didn't think you should buy at 46. I bought at 40. I thought you could get the chance. Well, you're down at $40 again now. So you got the chance. Um, Uber, we talked about. Um, you know, $30 is my price target on this one. I think you can get it under 30. 34.59 was the buy-in here. If you bought it, eh, for long term, it better be long term, especially up at that price. Um, let's see, GBTC we talked about. Um, this was one where we got a buy in here at 1177 and you're at 1179 today. Uh, you went all the way up to 1352. So this was actually a good buy if you took your uh your 10%. Could have gotten your 10%. It still has you in, but it'll get you out with a loss. I don't hold that one over the weekend either. I personally wouldn't hide it, uh, hold it. Netflix, I posted in the private Facebook group yesterday. Whoa. Uh, you're at 318. I said, I think 300 you're going to get. Well, you got your chance at under 300. It went down yesterday. The low was 294. It's at 298 in pre-market. It closed at 297. Uh, I'm waiting for confirmation, but the RSI is at 27. This one might be a good opportunity. Uh, we talked about Fortinet FTNT uh, is the symbol. This is one uh, cybersecurity, the only one that actually makes money, I think. Um, 61, I'm sorry. Yeah, $61. You're trading at $59 in pre-market. So you've kind of, you know, you haven't necessarily made anything, but it got you out with a, you're coming off a 19% gain. Um, uh, we talked about Costco. Costco is one that uh, we had a cross, cross up on. Today, you're down 0.42. Uh, the buy was 488. I said, I think you can go lower. I think this gap between 453 and 462 is in play. I still think that you're coming down there. Uh, I'm being patient. I got killed on my patience before because I did. I thought it was coming down there when you were trading here at 469 and you ran all the way up to 521. So um, I don't know if that's the case, but eh. we talked about SMDD and this is on Wednesday. Uh, SMDD, which is a short of the mid cap. Um, and it was a secondary cross up on Wednesday at do, 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 about $17. You're at $19 today. You're at $19 today. We talked about SRTY, which is an ultra pro of the uh, Russell 2000, which I already went over that they're unprofitable. Well, where can you make money? In an unprofitable with 40% of their actual rates being adjustable. Yeah, this one was a secondary cross up on Wednesday at about $40. You're $47 today. Uh, in pre market, $47.24. SRTY was it. Um, Airbnb, we talked about Airbnb. This is just Wednesday. Uh, you had a 128 was the buy point on that one. Well, you got out. At 119. I told you it was a little bit expensive. I'd like you to buy it closer to the 200 day, which is 105. 
Uh, I just think that this one was extended. You're coming off a 43% gain. So I didn't think that it, w- it made sense. The trading desk. This was one where I thought maybe we could look at this one because the Bollinger Bands are really cinching up. Um, it was a secondary cross-up, and it was just hanging there. You're still in on this 62.53 buy, but you're at 55. I, this gap scares me down here, but you've kind of Bollinger Banded it up above that gap. And we're going somewhere. The question, the right now, if you had to buy it, if I had to tell you where to, buy, I I wouldn't buy it because I think it's going down. You're on the downside of the nine day. The nine days crossing down. I think this this is going to get you out of this one. Uh, so what do we get for scans today? DRV. DRV is the uh, the bear uh, three times of the real estate. We had to buy at fifty one oh six. You're trading at fifty dollars and forty one cents. It's up. So. Uh, DRN would be the play, but that had a cross up. SPXU had a cross up, and this is just today's cross ups. Uh, fifteen seventy three in pre market, you're trading at fifteen seventy nine. SPXU is an ultra pro uh, short of the S and P five hundred. So uh, SQQQ had a cross up, and again, these are on the four hour algorithms. I like to trade these. When I see a cross-up on this, I like to trade them on the 65-minute algorithm. So, for instance, SQQQ, we had a buy here at $39.48. I think $40 is probably your pivot point on this one. I think $40, if I get to uh, $40 on this, I'm probably looking more at TQQQ, but that's the four-hour. Let's look at uh, SQQQ on the 65-minute. You're in here at $37.28. So the four hours a little bit extended, but you're still in here. And the four hour gives you confirmation to try and buy this one. Again, I think 40 is probably a pivot point on this one. And especially holding this over the weekend, I don't know that I'd necessarily want to do it. But if you want to, uh, we had a cross up here on the algorithm um, for SQQQ. This is a decaying asset. So do not expect to make money on this one if you uh, hold it long term. It is a short term play. SDS, which is an ultra pro, uh, ultra short of the S&P 500. This is the same as uh, uh, SPXU. It's just SDS. Um, but I think one's two, one's three. But SDS, 44.19. Uh, UVIXI. Now, is volatility going up? Because that's when UVIXI goes up. Uh, UVIXI is up 1% in the pre-market to 523. You had a cross up here at $5.18. This has been a loser for the last, what? Uh, three months, four months. It's been an absolute loser. Uh, S Vixie has been your play because the the Vix has just gone down. Uh, S Dow, which is an ultra pro short of the Dow thirty. This one twenty eight seventeen was the buy in. It's trading at twenty nine thirty one right now. Uh, again, it's a decaying asset. The MACD is crossing up a, a little bit higher than I would like. The RSI is at sixty six, so it's a little bit of a problem. And we talked about SMMT. Uh, this buy was at $1.50, and it's trading at $1.44 right now. Uh, this is the one where the billionaire bought it, SMMT, Summit Therapeutics. So there's your scans. There's your kind of look at it. Um, you know, Again, use Finviz. I mean, I know there's a, the majority of people aren't subscribed to TrendSpider. Um, I use Finviz. And TrendSpider. The three tools that are my in my uh, mainstay are TrendSpider, which I pay for, uh, Finviz, which is free, 
and Active Trader Pro, which is free if you're a Fidelity user. If your brokerage doesn't have a, a, a tool, a software tool to do charting, um, download Active Trader Pro, or I'm sorry, Active Trader Pro, I think is free for Fidelity users. Thinkorswim, I think they, they, TD Ameritrade allows non uh, TD Ameritrade people to use it. Um, uh, Weeble has a great online tool that I think Ricky uses for his stuff. Uh, I personally wouldn't have the majority of my portfolio in Weeble, um, especially with the liquidity crisis that we're seeing today with SIVB and some of the bank names. Um, I'd be a little bit more worried about having it in a, a, a uh, something that, that is not um, the largest brokerage house and isn't uh, you know, heavily insured, um, like Fidelity, uh, Schwab. You could have it in Schwab. I don't know what Schwab's tool is, but I'm pretty sure that Schwab would have a tool uh, for charting. But uh, again, those are my mainstays. Uh, TrendSpider, Finviz, and ActiveTrader Pro. You can make money just with those, those the, the two tools. In fact, before I bought TrendSpider, all I had was Finviz and ActiveTrader Pro. And there's a ton of websites you can look out there. You can use um, Seeking Alpha to uh, look at comparison charts of one day, five days, one month, six months, year to date. Um, you can like right up on my screen, I have Apple versus uh, Dexcom. And the reason is because Dexcom uh, Dexcom does uh, diabetes testing. Well, rumor has it that Apple just submitted a, um, a patent so that your Apple Watch can determine uh, you know, your uh, blood sugar level. Um, and so Dexcom might get hurt. Now you can see over three years, Dexcom is up 71%. Or I'm sorry, Dexcom is up uh, 58%. Apple is up 112%. But over five years, Dexcom, I believe, beats Apple. Um, Dexcom is up 599% versus Apple up 231%. So you can find all these tools. I mean, you know, you can Google half these tools. Now, if you want to know what something is, just go to investopedia.com. Like say, for instance, you go to Finviz and you see trendline support or trendline resistance. Go to Investopedia and look at what that means. You can even click here, stocks with the current prices. Finviz has a great screener as well. So don't think that you have to buy TrendSpider to, to, to be a good trader, to understand these trades, but understand the tools that you use um, should affect your, uh, your outcome. So for instance, um, you know, let's go back to the sheetrock example. If you're sheetrocking and, and you have a dull, uh, a dull saw, well, it's going to take you a lot longer to, to cut that sheetrock and it might come out all jiggly. Uh, you know, on the edge, not clean. Same thing. If you got the, if, if you just got Finviz and you just got a, a, a tool, yeah, might be, you know, your you, you drywall might not come out correctly. So uh, I wanted to leave you with that, that thought. Um, if you're just an investor, I mean, shit, let, you know, use my four hour algorithm. Ask me to look at a stock. Simple as that. Uh, I want you guys to have a good weekend. Remember, visible, $30 a month. The link is down below in the link tree or in the uh, description, either one. Uh, sign up if you're paying any more than $30 a month for unlimited service. Uh, go, to, go to visible. I mean, you know, again, I can't, I can't tell you. I haven't had a trouble with it. I've had great service online. They fixed everything for me. 
Uh, I'm a fairly patient person. Uh, I want you to get into the banks today. I think starting a position in Bank of America, I, I personally, I am probably doing that. I am adding to my Wells Fargo position. I will probably start in Citi because Citi held up well. Um, you know, Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs. I think all of them are probably good buys. I think you're going to see SIVB go uh, solvent, insolvent. I think it's going out. When they're looking for capital, I think the Silicon Valley is probably pulling their stuff. So uh, any questions, hit me up on the socials. Uh, remember, idshop.com. That's where I work. If you guys need, if anybody needs uh, IDs, anybody needs me on site to entertain their folks while I hand out IDs, I'm available. <laughs> um, but yeah, any questions, hit me up. And remember, if you've made it this far, go to the YouTube channel. And, and just hit subscribe. I could use more subscribers. If you want to join our Facebook, join our Facebook. I post some fun stuff on there. I post some pretty, um, pretty, pretty important stuff like a Money for Katie podcast that talked all about taxes and trading. If you don't know anything about taxes, by the way, and it is tax time, go and listen to that podcast, Money for Katie about taxes. She does a masterclass on absolutely understanding uh, a lot of you guys that trade, trade these stocks for under a year, you'd be better off holding them a year, not only from a tax perspective, but from a gain perspective. Um, and, and, you know, understanding that even if you, uh, you, you have to tax loss harvest and take some of those losses to write off against gains, you're better off doing that. So writing short term against short term or long term against long term or holding on and having long-term to write off against other long-term losses to rebalance yourself. Yeah. That's what you want to do. You want to build that up and understanding those tax brackets that you're in and not going over a tax bracket or understanding what tax bracket um, dividends put you into if you're a dividend investor. So if you don't understand that, join our Facebook group. I posted that Money with Katie uh, podcast in there. I listened to it while I was running the other day. It's great. Uh, you guys have a good weekend. I will be back on Monday. See you guys.